listening to season nine of Perfect Will. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizengamot? Yeah. Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? Apparently. <laughs> that is going in an intro too, please. Where the hosts are all our friends Somehow the tangents seem to blend Come on our journey round the bend Part of it weekly where the story never ends. Welcome Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the podcasts that are Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Mooney. I'm Edu. And we are finishing up Midnight Guardian this time around. By, oh, I can't do this one. Case um, 814? Seems pretty mm-hmm. good to me. Sounds good. Sounds about right. We're having a bit of a discussion on whether or not we did chapter so we're going to do it again just in case and start there and finish out the fic. Oh, if we did it there last are time, fire salamanders. Woo-hoo. You get double the pleasure. Uh, <laughs> and you can compare about what we talked about last time because we probably don't remember. No. Well, if we don't remember if we did it, we obviously don't remember what we talked about. No, we don't. I'm pretty sure we didn't. We we started. I but swear we did. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll have we'll to see when we get check there. The I don't tape. think we did. <laughs> so we're starting off, and Ron and Hermione are not fighting, which is odd, weird. Yes, Something's they, wrong here. They seem to be trying super hard not to fight so as not to upset Harry. And mm-hmm. Harry's like, mm-hmm. Can't you Something's just be- wrong. Like normal. I know that's what I thought too. Happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Oliver is worried that he doesn't have a broom because his last one got broken. I think in the Whomping Willow. And, yes. Um, yes. He tells him about how he got a firebolt for Christmas, but he gave it up to get checked over for hexes just in case. And also mentions that Professor Lupin is helping him with his Dementor problem, which at least gives Oliver some relief there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Care of Magical Creatures is fun. There's a bonfire with salamanders. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. my official patron on Pottermore. Is it okay. flaming salamanders? Uh, they're called something, something flame salamanders, yes. Nice. Huh. I forget. It's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and Trelawney tells Harry his lifeline is the shortest she's ever seen, of course. <laughs> Which is true. And Lupin seems to be still sick, which Harry thinks is weird because he knows that he's a werewolf, but it's been a week or more since the full moon and he's still looking rough. Mm-hmm. And Ron has noticed too. It's like, you know, I wonder if there's oh something God, really Ron wrong with something? Professor Lupin. 
And Terry's like, uh, well, I, I asked him, and he said it's not life-threatening. Yeah, to him, anyhow. It I might know, be life-threatening to other people, but not to him. Food. And, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, if yeah. he takes proper precautions, he should be fine. And it totally sounds like a sex ed class now. That's the point of lycanthropy in canon. Yes. Yeah. Symbolism. And yeah. Hermione is witness to this conversation and asks him if he did Professor Snape's essay. And so now they both know that each other knows Lupin is a yeah. werewolf. I know that you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he finally gets the book, which he got a note for ages ago. And he is being such a bad. Wait, he's being such a good Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Mm. My God, Harry voluntarily looking stuff. It took him yeah, a couple of weeks or whatever, but... Yes. And he doesn't see what he wants to see. He no, finds I'm... out that Lupin can't be his guardian because Lupin is a werewolf. Werewolves are not allowed to have sole custody of any minor or Minors. someone who can't take care of themselves. Which I immediately made to think uh, was, aha, co-parenting, serious, get in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, you know, Snape was trying to show him and uh, then he has Actually this helped him. freak out. Because he wants Lupin to be his guardian, but Lupin can't. And he doesn't want Petunia and Dudley because Vernon's in jail. And that will just make life hell. And now he doesn't know what to do. So we get emo Harry. Yeah. He goes into shock, basically. And Mm -hmm. doesn't realize how long he's been there. And winds up with teachers combing the castle for him. And eventually uh, Lupin is actually the one who finds him and sees the book. Is it Lupin or is it McGonagall? No, McGonagall first. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's McGonagall first, and she goes and finds Dumbledore, and Dumbledore tells Remus. Mm-hmm. And they explain, you know, they didn't want to tell him anything because they're working on it. They're trying to find a way around the law, and maybe it'll work out later. But he just feels like here they are not telling him things again. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. ever up front with him. I can't go back there, meaning the Dursleys. You promised me. They're like, we're working on it. We're figuring a way out. Don't panic. We'll get it. Can we panic? Yeah. Yeah. Harry doesn't know where his towel is. <laughs> and so things are tense for a few days because he doesn't know what to think and just doesn't really know how to deal with it. But he's uh-huh. trying not to upset anybody too much. And they keep trying to do the Patronus lessons, but he's having trouble concentrating on a happy memory. And yes. just I doesn't mean, somebody work. pointed out, mm-hmm. and I forget if it was something I read, if it was the thing. If, or I mean, if it was podcast, but Harry hearing Voldemort going after his parents is the only thing of his parents he had. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see him as much as he wants to fight the Dementors. He also he wants can't. to hear his parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God, this is so depressing. Yeah, it is. It's what. It's the only thing he has, and it's really hard for him because it's the only thing he has. Um, I I do believe I'm pretty sure that's canon as well. You know, it's yep. just barely touched mm-hmm. on but it's there mm-hmm. which is why yeah. the dementors as a kind of depression is so very very um it affects him so much hitting yeah really well, totally. well and then you know somebody was talking in the movies about well you know somebody who was watching movies when harry's doing the dementors and he just can't think of a happy memory it's like what a shitty childhood this kid has had that he can't think no hey, i yeah. i was feeling that i was feeling that 100 because i would never be able to conjure up a happy memory to um, make a patronus 
at all. I don't, in, know. If, I don't know if I could either. If I could do magic. I have no memory that would make any kind of mist or just a glimmer or anything at the strongest. And I had a normal, pretty much happy childhood. I just can't conjure up memories of happiness. Well, if, but, you know, you could use his too. If you were a magic person, then you would have that memory of being told that you are a wizard. Ooh, point. Good point. Because how many of us would just absolutely... But if I was told that at 11, (laughs) would it be the same if I was told now? Would the memory be diluted? Because that's the problem with my memories. Even though I know I have happy memories, they are all diluted and I can't bring them back up. I'm unable I hear, to. Yeah, I'm the one who can't remember what the hell I had for breakfast by lunchtime. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I can, yeah. I can still recite songs I learned uh, as a six-year-old. I just can't Yeah, do... I can do that. I just, I, I can't do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, working with the six-year-olds, I don't have a concept I of what know. six-year-olds can and can't do. And so they're, they're exactly my me, problem. You know, a six-year-old isn't going to understand a year Never mind 150 mm-hmm. years ago. And I'm like, how do they not? Like, they remember their birthdays last year. They, you know, and it just never occurred to me that they just don't get it. The That's time exactly is such my a problem. I feel different you. concept for a child. Yeah, but I mean, the it's difference between the kids too. So my concept of time is not the same as these kids around me now that are thinking in normal ways. So I'm just like, how? Yeah. How do you think? <laughs> well, and I mean, just... As an adult now, I mean, as a kid, a then child, I didn't, I did not think the same as other kids around me as a kid, at all. Yeah. Mm. But when you're a child, a year is a really long time. When a year's a long adult, time now. No, a year is like a blink yeah. of an eye. Well, yeah, true, but it's still a very long time. Yeah, but it doesn't not seem anymore. like it. it just goes so fast. It goes faster and faster. Every year is a smaller percentage of your total life. Oh God! Oh no, no that's, depressed. that's depressing. Don't say <laughs> like, that. When you're six. A year is a sixth of the time that you have lived. When you're 30, it's a 30th of the time that you've lived. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, we've gotten very philosophical in the first <laughs> chapter. This may take longer than Back this. to the fake. So as in canon, Harry hears his parents dying mm-hmm. during this particular lesson. And he explains Ooh. that to Lupin. And Lupin says, you know, you, I know it's hard, but try to remember that your parents loved you and focus on that part. Mm-hmm. And- what part are we on? I, I think I lost. We're halfway through we chapter 14. Yeah. Oh, halfway yep. through. Okay, skip, 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 skip. And Harry's Lupin's recounting. stressed about, you know, having Snape having left the werewolf essay. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, well, I asked Snape about adoption book. Lupin's just like, Snape, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just like, why? Why did you have to do this? And Snape would just say, well, he asked. But mm-hmm. just because the child wants to know how to set the house on fire does not mean that you teach him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, well, you have to teach him how to put it out, by which case you need to teach him how to not put the house on fire. In yeah. a way, you are teaching him how to put it on fire. Bad example. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so he tries again, and this time he overcharges... Dun, dun, dun. Head desk, head desk, head desk. Super Harry! Oh. Yep. That was the one part reading these last chapters that I didn't entirely get. Like, I, 
I enjoy most of this whole story and like the what they've decided to change and have bring you know bringing Lupin in in a different way and etc. And Harry having this connection to Sirius that he doesn't realize he has for a while and all of that. But I don't see why he needs to have three Patronus forms. I don't know. It would make much oh my more God, sense actually, to just have it be Remus. I uh, forgot about the Patronus forms. Oh, now I'm angry. Now I remember why I did not like that. Uh, yeah, why? there's no reason for him to be super hairy. No. There really isn't. Mm -hmm. But the plot says so, so we mm -hmm. have super hairy. On the show. Only in that one aspect, though. Most of it is very mm -hmm. well. It's it's still hairy. He still goofs up and makes mistakes and does other odd things. And it's not like all of his spells are suddenly amazing. It's just he, for some reason, occasionally supercharges Patronus charms and drains himself and passes out. The Patronus is something that's rare is my other thing. If it was like, mm -hmm. I don't it's know, summoning spell. charm, I think I would be a little less about it. But it's sort of no. like uh, yeah, like none other. When he overcharges the spells, you have to oh. pick and choose what happens with the spell because the Patronus mm. is almost holy. It's like a sacred spell to us through canon. So in in canon, he is basically being super hairy just by managing to produce a patron Patronus in a couple of months. Yeah. That's, That's true. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And here is a couple mm -hmm. of weeks and it's just like... Bah! And as they're coming out of this, uh, move into the following weeks, the following weekend. And How it's... is their mind taking all the classes? Yeah, that's it. How come <laughs> she's doing all this homework and she's color coordinating and all It's just not stuff? possible. And this Harry is like, there's <laughs> something going on, but it's her secret. And I have too many secrets of my own. Just let her get on with it. Mm -hmm. Shoulder shrug. I have a room. Yeah. Wait, he doesn't have a room yet. I don't have a broom. I need a yeah. broom. Where's my broom? I, I do like this little scene, though. It's like he, it becomes a pattern for Harry to just glance up at McGonagall and shake her head. Goes on like that for a couple weeks, and then finally his firebolt shows up. He's slightly making progress. In Patronus mm -hmm. um, and we get most of a scene from canon. Like uh, Lupin offers him butterbeer to cheer him up, and this Harry has never sneaked into Hogsmeade, so it's a new thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have the talk about what's under a Dementor's hood, which is mostly from canon. Right. And then Harry asks what happens if somebody gets kissed and it turns out they're innocent, uh, which canon Harry didn't think to ask. Right. Magical death penalty. Politics. He... So does that mean that they never die? They, uh, they can die. They are mortal, but they have already passed on. The soul is gone, so they cannot pass on to heaven or hell or whatever it is that but Dumbledore was in. They're physically still there. So yeah. like, the body is there. The soul is not. Right. Yeah. In canon, he separates the body and soul as two very distinct separate entities, while in other doctrine, that's not always the case. Canon sort of treats it like if you, once you have received a Dementor's kiss, you'll be in a vegetative state. Like right. your body will work, you're still breathing, your heart's beating, etc. But there's no one And you're there. awake. Yeah. yeah, you're just not there. Yeah. There's no personality, no anima. And you wouldn't really probably know what to do. So you, just you don't know anything. There is nothing. Right. You are not a person anymore. You are not a personality. But we never actually see that happen, so. Doing nothing. No, that's fake. We actually don't ever see that in canon. Yeah. No, no. We never so like, see huh, anybody actually out. get kissed, so we don't know for sure how they end up. That's a that's an interpretation I think we've seen a number of times. We've heard it described as being like a shell, but not in great detail. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Remus is impressed with Harry for, you know, thinking about the wizarding justice system because most people don't. Right. And Harry manages to deflect his questions about have you seen Sirius Black since earlier? Have you <laughs> seen Halloween. him? Not at all. No, haven't. But hey, in the next chapter he might since it's called Night Return. Mm-hmm. Could just be a late and night stroll. he's got his firebolt back and Yay! everybody in Gryffindor is happy. Ron is boasting that he was right all along. Hermione is like, well, it was better safe than sorry. And Harry's like, yeah, thanks, bye. I'm going to, going to my room. Madam Hooch and Professor McGonagall are both overseeing practices yeah, but they're mostly just chatting with each other mm-hmm. which is fine with the team they would yeah. Yeah, they would too and did they Harry's... go to school together i can't remember if we find that out i don't remember i don't, I don't think actually that's know ever... what either of their ages is so mm-hmm. they could I have think some of their years overlapped we just don't know which if that's the case then that uh, must be on Pottermore. definitely not yeah, mentioning. Yeah. yeah we never learned how old mcgonagall was although she's old. changed that again according to the movie because as far as we could tell she was around voldemort's age i thought she was and, older well speaking of she was i forget how we figured it out but she was about two ish years give or take different from Tom, and so which means that she would have been born in like the 20s, but uh-huh. or or 1930 thereabouts. So I think that makes sense. But now she's showing up apparently in Crimes of Grindelwald, roughly a teenager or thereabouts in 1920 something. So it makes no sense. <laughs> I bought Never my happened. tickets today. I'm so jealous. I don't have anybody to go with me. Uh, I actually have people that want to come, even my mom. Because Johnny Depp's in it, and she loves Johnny Depp. Um, wants to come, and my theater no longer does midnight releases. Aww. They just show it at five o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. I hate you. <laughs> so, and the local Portland chapter of the Harry Potter Alliance has yeah. seventy tickets for tomorrow night to see it early. Dude, and they, they're just giving tickets away. And apparently, wow. um, she said, you know, I'm just going to use a couple. Just PM me, and I'll figure out how to get them to you and then she talked to warner brothers again and warner brothers said just give us a list of who you've got coming and tell them to we'll call them and we'll just give them tickets when they show up what so they get to see it tomorrow they're seeing a premiere okay but i'm gonna to be the coast all day so i can't there's no way i can get in to do it Aww. i haven't even tried but it's pretty exciting and, and how cool is that that the portland chapter of the harry potter alliance got 70 tickets to just give mm-hmm. out so that's cool. I need to move but to I, the West Coast. I do. I am excited. And as much as the midnight premieres were fun, going at five o'clock in the afternoon is just the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I went to look on Pottermore to see what it says about McGonagall, and yeah. one of the first things on her page is an illustration of her confiscating the firebolt. <laughs> of course. Gives her birthday as the 4th of October, but doesn't give a year. Okay. So. Yeah, no, the HP wiki, I think, said 1930. There's the math at the bottom of the page. Somebody figured it out. Back at the fic, Harry's trying out his new broom, and it's wicked fast. I bet. And then he gives everybody a heart attack by... Diving towards the ground, pulling up at the last second, and everybody's just like, Aah! and then they let the snitch out, and he catches it within seconds, gives it a head start, and catches it within minutes. <laughs> He's like, this is going to be fun. So there they are ready, and then a large black dog appears out of the darkness. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. This was oh, about a week later, maybe, but still. Um, and Harry's like, I can't outrun him. How am I going to get out of this? And he says, 
Ooh, what do I do? Midnight, what are you doing here? And <laughs> no, dog is serious and tells him to go wait in the forest until he can get there. Because, of course, Lupin says, Harry, what are you doing out there? Come on, you're not by yourself. And so he turns to the dog and says, Prove to me that I can trust you, Midnight. Don't come looking for me. I will find you. And then doesn't tell Lupin what he's seen. Yeah. And, you know, he just says, you know, I thought I saw something. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have hung back after Quidditch practice. And Lupin's like, oh, there was Quidditch practice? I thought you were just out here flying by yourself. Like, no. no, I've been following the rules. I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he tells him not to be in a hurry to grow up because there's no turning back once you do. And then we have... Everybody's staring in awe at the firebolt next <laughs> morning. <laughs> all, the, all the houses have sent liaisons over to look at it and make sure it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show and Cedric are banging their heads on the table. Having a, a terrible... And I love this. Cho Chang and Cedric Dick the Hufflepuff Seeker. Like, we didn't know that. Harry apparently didn't at this point. Okay. Harry doesn't know all the kids in his year, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> it's better to do that than um, some of the fix where it's just like, oh yes, and Harry was uh, talking to so-and-so and blah blah blah, and you're like, and who is that? Should I know who that is? <laughs> or or I find it especially when I'm reading like uh, crossover fix because I will be familiar mm. with one fandom and not the other. And if you don't explain oh, yeah. who people are, then it, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm. Pointless cameos. So he's flying around. He sees this in this sharp dive. He reaches out and hears, Harry, look out! And he rolls out of the way as a bludger comes by him and the snitch gets away. At first, when I was reading this, I was like, wait, which year are we in? Is this the Dobby bludger? But no, it's just the, the, <laughs> the beaters are really going after Harry in this match. He manages to avoid another one again because he can hear it coming. But the second one was right behind it and he didn't hear that. So he mm -hmm. gets knocked off his broom. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, the Dementors show up. That aren't really dementors. <sighs> and he whips his wand out and says, Expecto Patronum! And reholsters his wand and dives to the ground, trying to. Super Harry! Yep. Catch no, them. That, that was canon. <laughs> that is exactly what they did in canon. Shapes. He did not have a, 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 a corporal, corporeal. Did he? At this yes, point? I think did so. He, he did, think because he there was no yeah. dementor. And like it was Draco standing on Crab's Crab shoulders, and then yeah. Goyle and McNair yeah. were in being spooky <laughs> dementors. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I guess this isn't the one where he gets knocked up his broom. That's later. Uh, yeah. And I, I he's like, two Quidditch matches together in my head. Wow, Lupin, I, it wasn't nearly as bad as usual. <laughs> Lupin, yeah, come here. <laughs> Let me show you the Dementors you just attacked. Yeah, and McGonagall's berating them. I wonder what would ha what happens when a Patronus goes for a human. Probably not much of anything. Yeah, probably not. Unless it, unless it would make them feel happy, but they don't seem to be very happy at this point. No, I can imagine. Well, that's what I was wondering. Does it, like, I don't know. I but... mean, if you saw a great beast running towards you, you would naturally have a reaction of, uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> that's true i did and find is... um mcgonagall's phrasing a little odd though i i think it's just an idiom because i have 
heard people say things like this, but it's like, I've never seen such a pathetic attempt at sabotage. It's like, next time you're sabotaging us, do better. Uh, wait, yeah. no. <laughs> I like that. And we find out that he didn't have one corporeal form. He has, so yeah. he has uh, prongs and a wolf. That's the bit that it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm. This author is really... Um, emphasizing the importance of the marauders in his life generally. So like there's the the two here and then at the, at the end we wind up with all three of them, the, you know, his, his dad and Mooney and Padfoot. Spoilers! Getting there <laughs> We're tonight. finishing it. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish it tonight. And, but, and I think the author here is just trying to... Mm -hmm. what? See, what? What I would have liked to see instead is that he gets his corporeal patroness and it's Mooney because yeah. he cares so much more about Mooney and then he would yeah. don't put the stag in at all. Right. I'm okay with no. that. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. But, oh, well, Research this is what this readers. author wants to do. They, they didn't want to overshadow his connection to James, I guess. I don't mm -hmm. know. But. He has barely any connection to James. Yeah. He hasn't even he, seen him in the mirror. Wait, he has seen him in the mirror? Has he seen him in the yes, mirror? He did. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, okay, so yes, yes. Yeah. How? And the pictures. And the pictures in the, in the, pictures in the photo in the album. Photo I album. read so many fics that are so similar that I get easily confused. Okay. Yeah. In this one, nothing changed uh, in the first two years. Yeah. It's only exactly. the first year that changed. Okay, good, so, good, 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 good. Yeah. And Remus calls uh, the stag prongs. So he explains to Harry who and what Prongs is. Yeah. So. And Harry, of course, has seen the Marauder's map by this point. And is like, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out who those other three are. Harry how, doesn't figure. Oh, God. How, how, how did he not? Mooney. How did he not? Mooney. I'm sure he will once he actually takes a moment to concentrate on it this isn't he hasn't been attempting to figure out who they are at all because he just sort of think oh it's the marauders there's some sort of prankster people it's fine yeah. but now that he knows I mean, prongs is his dad it shouldn't take him too long to figure out the rest i could we easily be confused i mean if this is hermione he'd have figured it out like this yeah yeah and speaking of Hermione, he goes down to the common room, up to the common room, and they're having the we won the Quidditch match party. And Hermione's in the corner studying because, you know, she's got every class known to man. And I, mm. I love this part because she's there. And he's like, how can you concentrate with all this noise? And she says, well, I got to get this stuff done. And he party says, in the well, common room. I'm going okay, why is she studying in the common room? Wouldn't it be better to study in, like, her room? You would think. Or... But it's probably not very the library. The library is closed because well, it's be evening. Quieter. But yeah, she could easily sit on her bed. She could just sit on her bed and read. I know. Why just no? no they don't have desks in their rooms. Bedding. But no, actually, she's I don't there think for they do. the party. But they have beds. Because she's yeah. But do they not have desks? I don't think they do in the room. No, it's just so. they have beds, and beds in their trunks. Yeah, that's it. There so. isn't like a. Uh, yeah. There aren't any amenities in their room. They're just for sleeping. And we have no yeah, clue where That's the why there's are. a common room. They don't pee. Or, <laughs> or <anything>. shower, <laughs> apparently. Unless, unless that's yes, the, the, the thing that we I'm read. The Slytherins have the best showers in the whole school because they're underneath the lake. And so they had to have some sort of compensation. So they have these absolutely wonderful bathrooms, which... It's just funny. But anyhow. To say it's because they're underneath the lake and they just open a valve every time. <laughs> wrench with lake water. Burr. No, 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 no. That would oh. be cold. Oh. 
flashbacks uh, every time you go to the You wore me with magic. <laughs> magic. So the reason Hermione's studying down here is because she's studying party. Because in a few minutes, Harry's going to say, I'm going to bed. And she's like, oh, cool. If you're going to bed, I'm going to bed. And she packs up and heads out. You right? cut off at the Do end of your sentence. She packs up and her and heads out. I think that's right. Mm. That part came through, but half the other stuff. Uh, I'm, I lost my place. Uh, wait. So did I. Oh. Did I? Skip. This is looping. I could actually easily see, uh, make the mistake of uh, thinking that Pettigrew was Padfoot. Especially if you knew he was a rat. Because Padfoot, padded feet, like soft little feet. But other than that, the names don't mix up. And if you happen to know JK's little uh, mythological thing that she's drawing on, a padfoot is actually a, you know, spiritual dog thing. It's a legend mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. What? So I actually misremembered this. What? I don't see this here. Oh, you mean uh, the black dog? Mm-hmm. It's called the black dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are some. Yeah, it's a different name. It has a lot of names. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One of many names for ghostly black dogs reported across the United Kingdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ravenclaws would probably figure that out. Oh, Harry, I said. Grim. And you hear about someone called Padfoot? Hmm. <laughs> I read somewhere. Anyway, I forgot about it. Do you, uh, did your homework? <laughs> homework? Because I didn't. I, well, my headcanon is that Ravenclaws barely ever does homework. They're just they're too busy reading to actually read. What they're supposed to be reading. And they're smart that. enough that they don't need to, you know, That's read me. to keep up in classes. That's they just me. give 60% and hope it works. 60? Nah, 40. Which is what, what they say about Sirius, too, right? That he never had to study, but he always did well on tests and assignments. Yeah, but he was brawny and foolhardy and basically a jock. Well, yeah. Prongs was a jock, but like Sirius wasn't far behind. Are we moving to chapter 16? Uh, might as well. Might as well. All right. Yeah. I'm not lost in the mall. If you pardon the pun. Harry did spend some time looking through pictures of his um, family. his family's wedding and such. And Harry's trying to get away to go talk to Sirius in the forest, but he's always being monitored by the Hogwarts yeah. staff. Lupin must have mentioned that he saw something the other day, so mm-hmm. now they're all concerned again. And he's trying Did to just have essays to markup <laughs> mm-hmm. being should. a teacher is not full of free time no it's not he has it once never go anywhere without your wand wait so, hold on he's apparently taking advice from Sirius I was confused I was just like where did he get that and then I remember oh outside the common room yeah so it finally hugs me we can come Remus isn't feeling well so he cancels Germanus lesson mm-hmm. and Harry has some time to sneak out under the invisibility cloak. Yep. The twins smirk at him because they think he's sneaking out Hogsmeade, but instead mm-hmm. he sneaks into the Forbidden Forest and he sits there and waits for midnight. And he sits there. If you pardon the pun. Sits there and <laughs> nothing happens. So eventually he finally takes the invisibility cloak off and you're like, hmm, maybe that would have helped him find you sooner. 
<laughs> Maybe. Ooh, question, question. Do you think the invisibility cloak? Well, he gotta sniff them out. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that this invisibility cloak, the hallowed, actually covers scent? Wait, no, Miss, no, Mrs. Norris actually smells scent. Dang it! <laughs> that's true. The bubbles, the bubble Does bath. The bubbles? We have confirmation oh, that she actually yeah. smells him, or is it just that Harry feels like she's always watching? That's true. And he had no, just had a bubble him. bath. No, she found him. She found him. Could she have heard him? She, he thinks that she's indicating. And Filch comes. And, um, but if she really knew where he was because of the smell, she would have pointed him out to Filch, I think. She would have gone up to him. Mm-hmm. So we don't know for 100% sure. But I think that there's something smell comes through. I mean, since the cloak is raised from the floor, that would actually make sense. If you can Mm -hmm. see his ankles, you can smell him. That sounded so wrong. And while he's sitting there, all I can think of is, watch out for the lethifolds. The lethifolds are going to come get you. Don't sit in the forest. They're going to come get you. I don't know why I have that thought, but that was my thought. I would be... If I had Fantastic Beasts and knew about Lethe Falls, I would never go out in ever. I would just have lamps everywhere because I'm afraid of the dark and I'm afraid of what's in the dark. And I was just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, we were talking Doctor Who earlier and, and there was a totally a, a, an episode in this new season that had Lethefold-like creatures, and I'm just like, ah, Harry Potter stuff, stop it, no, ah. So, and Aragog-type creatures. So we have this whole cross. We we play Dungeons & Dragons on uh, Saturday, and it was our Halloween episode. We were all supposed to dress up, and it didn't happen. And uh, so it was like this spooky, we're all playing villains. So my friend and I are both playing hags, and... And we had all these different villainous creatures that are dropped in this room. And the guy that was running it had no Doctor Who experience at all. But three of us that were playing watched the shows. And we kept going, oh, Doctor Who reference. Oh, there's another one. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like, you just keep coming up with Doctor Who stuff constantly. He's like, how? You know, but it was really funny because it was the three of us that were you know, Doctor Who savvy were just rolling on the floor. So, yeah. But Harry is out in the forest, and a twig breaks. And, and it is actually midnight, thankfully, and yeah. not something else. Yes, he's thinking to himself, please don't be something that will kill me. Please don't be something that will kill me. I'm like, you idiot, what are you doing on the middle of... I know. And oh. midnight approaches, and Harry immediately stuns him, and conjures a cage from a rock, and puts it over top of him and then wakes him up. Hold it, hold it, hold it. He can't yes. do magic like that yet. He can because he spent the summer with staff who taught him all these things. Super oh, Harry. He's 13. <laughs> yeah, but if he can if he can do a Patronus at this age, he can do these other things. No. Can and Harry sure as hell can't? He can't even do a summoning charm. That's because Harry doesn't study. <laughs> yeah. This Harry has had two extra months of actually learning stuff. This Harry, yeah, this yeah, Harry's this been to a year ahead. boot camp. That doesn't make him good at studying. No, he's still not really good at studying, but he apparently learned enough to do a stunning spell, which he would have learned the next year anyway, and 
transfigure a rock into a cage, which we never actually know when the various transfiguration things happen. So. He learned the stunning spell second year, but did he ever learn Enervate? Why would he learn that? Well, but no, because when he was doing um, the first task, no, nope, that's not right. When he was getting ready for the last task, he was stunning Ron yeah. and Hermione, Ron. and then Hermione had to look up Enervate. And finally, mm -hmm. I think he figured it out because mm -hmm. um, she kept saying, you can't stun me because I'm the only one. It's a year early you. and no Hermione. Yeah. Wow. Sirius Black. Sirius Black. He's in a cage. Oops, checkmate. <laughs> and Sirius tells him about Peter Pettigrew, Scabbers, the rat. And Harry falls off this tree stump in shock. But in this one... Sirius doesn't actually talk like a murdering madman who's going to kill you soon. He actually starts out, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Slightly more... Which is a refreshing break. Mm -hmm. He actually thinks through his words slightly instead of just being like, let me at him, let me at him. I'm going to kill him, I'm going to rip him tail from him. You know, in talking about going after Peter, I was thinking that you know, the reason he goes, well, a couple of things. The whole sw switching security keeper thing just makes no sense. Yeah, no. Knowing what we know about the Fidelius charm now, it, nope. just, it just makes no sense. But it's anyway, no the whole switching security keeper thing, no, not that part, the, the, the going after Peter thing. Revenge. He went, now that, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, he went after Peter because Hagrid took Harry. Like, if Hagrid hadn't taken Harry, I don't think he would have gone after Peter. Mm -hmm. So now my mind is thinking... Machiavelli and Dumbledore set it all up. Yep, not on purpose, but he definitely did, and that's a big part of why no, I don't I like totally it. think he did. I, I don't. don't. I don't know. I don't think Dumbledore knew what was going to happen. Dumbledore had no idea that Sirius would show up at the same time that Hagrid showed up. So. How have you done that fake where Sirius, instead of leaving the country, comes back and goes all Machiavellian? I read it like twice last year, and I don't remember the name. Something Marauder's Promise or something? I don't know that one. Uh, Marauder's... Uh, something. Anyway, the, that one has uh, scheming Dumbledore unintentionally being sort of the bad guy and then Sirius being like, heck no! And I love it for that. <laughs> I, I like this little part. Harry says, I don't blindly trust... Marauder's Plan. Marauder's Plan. Okay. I don't yeah, blindly read trust it, but... anyone anymore. I'm giving you a chance to prove yourself. If you're lying, I will personally hand you over to the Dementors. And Black says, you bargain like your mother. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So. And, and Harry says, oh, I wouldn't know because I've never known either of them. And Black winces. Oh, dog, you just scared me half to death. Well, Sirius, it is your fault. It was her collar. She shook. She's on her way in here. Hi, baby. Yeah. Go lay down. So, yes, yes, Sirius, it is your fault. It is and it isn't. Yes, it's it, yes, it is. If he hadn't agreed to switch, this wouldn't have happened. Thank well, you. Yes, but if he hadn't said he sort of wanted to switch, this wouldn't have happened. True, but something Voldemort. else would have. He might have wound up tortured, tortured etc. Yeah, but no, but they can't, according to supplemental stuff, you cannot force a secret keeper to reveal a secret, which just makes nope. no sense about switching secret keepers. Yeah, well, supplemental Plot stuff. Hole. Yeah. Plot hole! <laughs> That's a canon plot hole. We didn't but, know. Um, like you know, Harry protests a little bit. Like Scabbers can't be Peter Pettigrew. This is weird. He's you know he's been in my room for three years. He's never done anything to me. And you know, Sirius explains a little bit about the kind of person that 
Peter is and says, you know, he right. wouldn't do anything until he knows he's got somebody to protect him. And I realize I can't prove anything to you and you have no reason to trust me, but just, you know, try and find out. And he mentions that Lupin is his guardian and Sirius is shocked and says, uh, how much do you know about him? But he's like, yeah, I know he's a werewolf. <laughs> I know he's a werewolf. And I know about the laws. But he also says, you know, I, he's he's my family and he's so much pain and I won't add to it. And Black's like, what do you mean? What's wrong with him? He looked fine last week. And Harry says, I'm his entire life. After my dad, Pettigrew, and you were gone, he had no one. And he's been alone for 12 years and he's so afraid. He knows about you being midnight, but he's afraid to tell me. Please tell me you're telling the truth and that you're innocent because he needs a friend. He needs it more than anything. And this is where he explains that, you know, he had come to try and take Harry first. But when Hagrid refused to let him, that's when he thought he'd go after Peter. Okay. And Harry doesn't really know what to do with all this because it's a lot. I wish I'd never realized, you know, you and Midnight were the same because that's what makes this weird. Okay. After a little bit more back and forth, Sirius finally asks him what he actually wants. He yeah. says, I just want a family who doesn't think I'm a freak, who will love me and welcome me, and I can be at home. That it's just, they care about me for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. Sirius says, you know, I can't promise I won't try and kill Peter, because I'm not always the best in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. But I'll try to no, really? do what I can to prove my innocence first. Right. And so you and Remus will have me to be like part of the guardianship kind of a thing. And uh, so. Harry tries to threaten him and Sirius doesn't really believe it. And Harry's like, okay, yeah, you're right. But I could sick Hagrid on you. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> yeah. And he knows that it's, he's got to get back to the castle. He... And he manages it. And he gets through the whole weekend and nobody figures out something's up. And we move to. He's put protection spells around his bed in case Peter tries something. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, everybody has other things to pay attention to because Hermione is going increasingly nuts. Yeah, because she's taking way too many classes. Yeah. No, I wonder if that's a common thing at Hogwarts to like put protection charms around your bed to keep people from doing stuff to you. I've read it in other things, so it could be. <laughs> I have definitely read it in other <laughs> not that kind of stuff i'm sure anybody who rooms with fred and, fred and george would yeah if i roomed with fred and george i'd want all the protection you I'd don't know what you'd wake up to myself no but yeah i would i would i would have to have like an alarm system on my whole bed i would not be able to sleep i i can't stand sleeping in the same room as other people Never could. Couldn't do sleepovers. Yeah. It's yeah, I it's do like it to be quiet. That's what I'm used to. I don't have to have quiet. I just can't have light. Mm. Yeah. I don't I can have all those light. things. I just need to be alone. Well, it would probably help at Hogwarts that you've got the four posters so you can close curtains around you. Mm-hmm. I already close curtains around my bed. I make four poster beds if I don't have it. Oh, I don't nice. have it at the moment, but I used to. I'd like build like a pillow fort of uh, poles and blankets. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that when I realized I didn't actually have to have darkness and I needed to look around to feel safe. So There's a, a tent thing that you can get now for your bed. That's I know. You st- My cousin has it. Stick your mattress in and it makes like you can enclose your, your bed. I, I trade it. So I've been in the main house 
sleeping the last couple of nights because mom's not home and the dog and two cats sleep here and the dog has to go out sometimes. So I've been sleeping with the light cat, light weighing cat rather than the heavy weighing cat. It's so nice. Jack- I miss having a cat <laughs> so I can nice. sleep with. And I went over to my apartment last night to get a good night's sleep and I'll sleep there tonight because I have to get up early and Alex didn't come in. And I was like, ah, cool. He's figured, he's, you know, mad at me because I abandoned him. And so I got to sleep without the cat last night. I had the dog, but she doesn't sleep in bed with me. So it's not a big deal. Speaking of cats, I need to go pretty soon to the door and call them and see if I can get them in. But we got a few minutes. But yeah, it's it's really interesting, the difference, uh, the weight. It's... The mass, the volume. The volume of the one cat that's just this monster. And the little light one who, he he was a very nice bed partner. And I'm sure he was just like, would you lay still? (laughs) As I bounced around. I can't deal with cats or any kind of animal sleeping near my legs. Because I need to kick my legs uh, every five minutes. But if the cat can sleep in my arms, that's fine. Yeah, no, Alex wants to be on my legs or his favorite thing is like with me laying on my stomach and my together, he likes to lay on my calves and that just kills me. And then I knock him off and he just, he has to be right next to my feet. But that's like having a straight jacket on your feet because he's so Mm -hmm. heavy that it just pulls those blankets so tight and oh, it's awful. It's just awful. You don't need to hear my kitty cat story. We just don't want to talk about this fake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every chapter we're just like, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about kitty I don't think that's true. We talk about something else, even in the fics we like a lot. That's it's true. Just how we go. <laughs> yeah, but we do finish the chapters. We've been finishing chapters. We're starting a new one. Okay, so we're already partway through seventeen. Looks at, he looks at the map and he wakes around up, which is cool because yay mm-hmm. using your friends and doing stuff together and telling people stuff and sharing of information thank you except he doesn't actually tell oh, ron geez. that he saw peter Pettigrew on the map he just goes over and checks to see if scabbers is there am i the only one who's on the got sheets. her cutting out no i he didn't cut out for me Oh my god, everybody's a mess right now. Oh, <laughs> I think it's me. Maybe it's uh, you then. Quite possibly. He wakes up Ron and then they discover... It's the bloody cat. Yeah, Scabbers isn't here. There's blood on the sheets. Oh no! And they get... McGonagall comes in because they're making a ruckus. And mm-hmm. Ron says, Harry woke me up and I saw the blood. McGonagall's just relieved. You know, there's nothing more serious. Mm-hmm. As, as, as far as she's yeah. concerned, this is just a pet thing. It has nothing whatsoever to do with Sirius Black. And Harry's like, well, actually it does, but yep. I can't tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And she wants to know if Harry's all right. And he tries his best to pretend like he's all right and says, mm-hmm. no, no, you don't need to call Professor Lupin. I'm just, I'm just tired. I haven't been sleeping well. It's, it's fine. Hermione is distressed because she swears it wasn't Crookshanks. He was in her room all night. Right. Harry says, yes, I know. I believe you. I think Scabbers is still alive because I suspect there's something weird about him but he doesn't mention peter right and he says i think he did this and no one else and if i were hermione i would be just like wait what mm-hmm. what you talking about harry you guys are really cutting out it's really funny <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> not, well i no one's cutting out my oh my god what was that no I, i'm pretty sure it's my internet it reminds me of uh sidebar we played a dungeons and dragons game yesterday 
That's right. How'd that go? I was going to ask yeah. you. It was fun. It was a bunch of the people who, almost all of us who wrote the Critical Role Hamilton musical and mm -hmm. one of the other singers as well as sort of our ringer because he's played D&D &D a lot more, um, which is fun because he played Percy and that's how they brought hit Taliesin into the thing originally. Anyway, um, we were playing a thing that we, we were all bards because we were the singing group and right. uh, we had a a gig that we had to get to in New Amsterdam. And while we were setting up in our tavern the night before, there was this mysterious cutting in and out. Like sound would just stop even while we were playing our instruments or people were talking. Oh my God, this whatever. is totally not working. And, and then partway through doing the thing, our Discord connection, at least on one of them, was dropping. So it was happening to in us as we were talking about it happening in our fantasy world uh, yeah scary anyway and so, sidebar yeah i was gonna message you all day yesterday and ask what time so i could watch it things got out of hand so do will they be putting it out like as a podcast or something it should be up on youtube yes because it was streamed to youtube and twitch i don't know if they're twitch um, VODs are subscriber only, or if you can just get them, you might be able to get that. Oh, thank goodness, you're so much um, better now. Oh, good. Yay. And um, <laughs> if not that, it will be a YouTube thing as well. Damn it, I spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get a link, forward it to me, because I don't know if I'll See. be able to find it. It looks like uh, videos are not subscriber locked, so I will send you the link right now. Yeah, sorry. My phone just buzzed like somebody was trying to get You don't say. <laughs> and, yeah. The uh it's going to go again. Uh hang on. Fire. The na the worker kid just got the thing that mom's being evacuated possibly. And he's mm -hmm. all worried and wanting to know what's going on. So we have Speaking of which Pictures on Yaku are absolutely heartbreaking. There's a burned out school bus. That, yeah, the school the bus is scary looking. Just like, oh. My, one of the people that I used to go to church with when I lived in California posted that. I didn't know you lived in California. Yeah, I grew up in California. Uh -huh. um, posted that her dad and stepmom were being evacuated and that she was really worried because he had conditions, something else going on. And then mm -hmm. it was like, Okay, we haven't heard from them. We don't know where they are. And they live on the road where the five people died. And so we don't know. Oh, my God. And, and so it was a real hard couple of hours until she posted and said, Okay, I found them. They're okay. They were able to get oh, their dog good. out, but their cats got left behind. And they don't know if the cat survived. And, you know, it's <sighs> just so hard. And uh, I know Wolfie, Joe posted pictures of two horses that had gotten turned loose in the fire and had gotten out. And so people were posting the pictures trying to find their owners. And mm -hmm. they said, I saw something that said that one of the local shelters had over 200 animals that had gotten out of the fire oh that God. they were gathering. And they were telling people, if you've you know lost your pets, if you had to let, let them loose and run, describe them or you know come and let us know what you're looking for and we'll message you as soon as we figure out whether or not we have one that oh, looks wow. like yours. So, but they've just, yeah, they, I think it was like 217 or 270. There was a seven wow. in there somewhere. Um, animals that they've gotten into the shelter that they're looking to save. Jeez. 
So, yeah, it's scary. But we have Harry and Hermione. Yes, and Hermione's very confused. It's like, Harry, rats aren't that smart. They couldn't plan to, like, pretend he's murdered. And he's like, I don't think Your cat's not that smart either. I mean, or her cat's not a normal cat, and they haven't figured that out. And Hermione's like, who are you and where is Harry? The Harry I know would never put this all together. Right. (laughs) Here, here. And then he goes to talk to Lupin, and he's like, can we talk? And Lupin's like, I suppose it's overdue. You better sit down. And Harry's like, no, wait a minute. What I want to talk about, what you want to talk about are two different Oh, thank God. And he's like, I want to tell you that I'm... When the bird and the bee loves each other very, very no, much. No, no. <laughs> I believe Lupin that Lupin confesses to get him very drunk. That Midnight and Sirius Black might be the same thing. And right. Harry's like, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you never to- we never told anyone. He's like, yeah, well, I've been talking to Midnight. And then he, does he tell about Pettigrew here? I'm lost. Uh, yes. First, first he says, coming. you know, um, he explains why he knew in the first place was that mm-hmm. Sirius Black used his wand and Midnight was the only one who knew where his wand was. Right. Um, and then he says, I need to tell you something, but you'll uh, you'll be mad. Yeah. And then oh, he pulls first, out the Marauder's first map. Brings up, first he brings up the map and says, you made this right. Does it ever make mistakes? Is it is there something that could trick it? What's going on no. with this thing? He's like. No, why would you ask that? I saw Peter Pettigrew on this map. Yeah, last night. Are you sure? Are you completely sure? Yes, I am completely sure. And it's the night that Scabbers er vanished. And, and this there's... is where he mentions that he also left the castle and went and talked to mm-hmm. Midnight. But he does explain, you know, wait, 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 I put him in a cage. For... It was fine. I, I was being careful. But... <laughs> I was using protection. Yeah, yeah, that's... But he was the one who mentioned that Pettigrew was a rat and a magus, and then Harry looked for him and found him. Right. And he says that he wasn't... Question. Do you think that's with Harry's maybe underpowered or, like, early-powered spell from the other chapter when he conjured a cage? Do you think that if Sirius actually wanted to break out and really tried, he could just do it? Just press through and it would break apart or something? That would make sense. Yeah, Well... Badly done spells. I, th- I don't think... So Hermione put the unbreakable charm on the jar, read it mm-hmm. So potentially it could, but I think, you know, glass would be a heck of a lot easier for a human to break than something like a cage. Well, she was in beetle form inside the glass. Right. But, 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 so but, but, if, but, if Sirius transforms inside the cage, wizard rather than an animal, then... Which it does. It could come down to which one magic and uh well no it's not about magic i don't mean as a a strength thing from serious aside i mean wantlessly do you think the cage itself is brittle or bad quality or not like steel solid steel because it's basically a kid that tried transforming a rock into a cage and it doesn't have the integrity that it should i think that it would have the integrity that harry harry is powerful enough at stage that I think that if he transforms something, I mean, like yeah. Cedric transforms. It's entirely possible. If they had wanted to do that with this plot, they could have said, like, oh, Harry tried to transfigure a cage but wasn't good enough at the spell and it broke. Right. Or it, 
it could have just mentioned a serious saying later that, oh, you know, I could have just broken through, but I didn't want to scare you or anything. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny little detail. It would grunt leniency. Mm, that's true. I just thought of that. Anyway, go on. But I like Remus here. He's like, I don't know if I should be really, really angry at you or extremely proud that you pulled it off. True Marauder parenting right there. Absolutely. I know mm-hmm. I broke the rules, but I swear I'm not helping him. I couldn't do that to you. I couldn't betray the only family I've ever known. Oh, oh, right. says, it's all right. We'll figure out how to deal with Sirius Black together. We move on to the truth will set you free. Or the truth shall set you free, depending on whether you listen to the drop-down menu or the actual text of the chapter. <laughs> yes. Dude. I mean, it's a Bible verse, so... Yeah. I'm guessing that shall was one letter too long mm-hmm. to drop down or something. <laughs> Probably. It changes uh, depending on the translation. It's uh, John 8, 3, 2. 8, yes. 32. So Lupin doesn't tell anybody else that <laughs> Harry went out into the forest. Harry talks more about Scabbers. And, like, he has a rat. He's missing a toe, mm-hmm. etc. And I told Hermione, I think he's may not be a real rat, but I didn't mention Pettigrew. And then we have the Gryffindor Hufflepuff match. Mm-hmm. And this is the one is. where Harry's super targeted bludgers and winds up knocked off his broom. But not before, or he's knocked off his broom, but manages to hold on to consciousness enough to summon it back to him and right. go catch the snitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun! Super Harry! Super Harry! Oh my god. Well, it's apparently it's a defense mechanism to not black out when he's being beaten within an inch of his life. Which makes sense, but he's, he was able to summon a broom while sighing and falling and getting the broom and getting... Yeah. Well, and, and I love his... Uh, and I'm a firm believer in mind over matter in some cases. I'm not in pain. I am not in pain. I am not in pain. I can do this. And he summons the, the broom, which, you know, and in as much pain as he was in, he's been able to do. But I I do get the whole mind over matter thing. So hmm. I, I can kind of see it happening. And he apparently winds up much more injured than he was in canon because he actually mm-hmm. had a punctured lung. And so he has to stay Ouch. in the hospital wing for longer. Mm. Yeah. Which I like. That sounds like uh, the type of damage that you could prevent death with magic, but not heal easily. I, I, yeah. What a game, you know? You fly around on brooms, which is bad enough. You play basketball mm. on brooms, which is crazy. And at the same time, they hit steel balls. I mean, it's dodgeballs bad enough with rubber balls. But now you have steel <laughs> balls flying at your Are head. Are they actually steel? I, iron? Are they uh, iron? Iron. Yes, the bludgers are iron. So, yeah, they're metal what? Yeah. <sighs> so That's BS. Wizards don't have an ounce of logic. <sighs> well, true. I guess when you're... points for the snitch! I guess when you're able to heal things that easily, you need more elements of risk to make it exciting. I don't know. I'd be excited yeah, enough just be allowed with the to fly with part, a but... Yeah. I'm trying to type, what are bludgers made out of the G in there? And I'm getting weird things. What are builders' bags made out of? No. A bludger is a, a round, round black ball black made of iron. Ball. It is used yeah. in the wittering sport of Quidditch. Yeah, 10 inches so, in diameter. What I got was, what are boogers made out of? Yeah, that's not <laughs> Thank you very much. And I didn't realize that I didn't get the word right when I did it. And so it says, snot. I'm like, what does snot have to do with bludgers? Oh, wait. 
I typed it in wrong. Okay, sorry. I'm going to get rid of my boogers here. <laughs> I'd forgotten some of this from uh, from Quidditch Through the Ages. Apparently they started out as just regular rocks that were bewitched to follow players around the field, but those were deci- they decided those were too I fragile because they would break into smaller pieces when hit with the beater's batch, and then you just wind up being pelted with gravel for the rest of the game. Yeah, that just doesn't sound like fun. No. So I know we're being totally distracted and things, but I, I'm in the living room tonight because nobody's home, so I can do this. And we had a hedge, a hundred-year-old cedar trees that used to run this side of the house, and we've had to cut them out because they died. And with all the fires lately, having really big dead trees around the house was scary. Mm-hmm. So we, we've taken out the trees. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. My attention keeps getting drawn out the window because apparently the house is in a flight path and planes, all, all I can see are lights from planes constantly. And I just keep getting distracted because there shouldn't be anything out there that I can see. But, oh, look, there's lights coming at me. And I remember... I used to live on a flight path. One time. I mean, the flights. And it's high enough that we don't hear, but I'm getting lights that seem to be coming at us uh, constantly. I remember one time when we first moved here, Mom and I were out in the driveway, and the lights literally didn't move, so they must have been flying Mm -hmm. at us. It looks like stars. They fly almost straight at you. Yeah, we stood there for several minutes going, are they planes? Are they stars? Are they UFOs? What is going on? It's Superman! (laughs) Yep. So I'm sorry, I keep getting distracted by airplanes flying at my head. But yeah, they look like sort of uh, big giant stars, slightly moving sometimes, but mostly coming straight at you because uh, I used to live, uh, well, I I look out on the fjord and across the fjord it used to be uh, (laughs) plane, airplane thingy. Did you open this one? I just... All I can think with fjords is the, is the parrot sketch. Pining for the fjords? Uh-huh. Pining for the fjords? <laughs> All I can think of is Ford. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, oh. if a bludger was actually made of solid iron, it would weigh 149 pounds. Mm-hmm. And it would kill you. It would kill your arm when you try to hit it. It would kill you when you hit it or it hits you. <laughs> Yeah, can yeah. you imagine? You would die. This thing is flying at you, and you hit it with baseball bat. Your arm would Crap. go so numb. Uh huh. Because oh it would just God. go. I didn't think of that. And stop, and then your hand and arm oh, to your I elbow. Then your arm is dead. Your yeah. elbow is yeah. cracked. There must oh. be some powerful enchantments on those things. Yeah. To make it bouncy oh, like rubber. Yeah. Why not just have? I never would have thought of that. Is is iron like magical rubber? What if you forget to do the I rubber? I don't think they have rubber. Yeah. Well, you know, it's magic. <laughs> That's a good sound clip. I didn't say rubbers. I think they've got charms to do that. If they don't need rubbers. Uh, they have charms. They have charms. <laughs> uh, dear. <laughs> we we assume they have charms. Uh, I'm, I'm down to thirty percent, so we better get going because this okay. computer once okay. it gets down to twenty drops to zero. Back and from nothing. the big brassy balls. Big brassy balls, right on, Melinda. Gryffindor wins. Yep. 
And <laughs> somehow, when Harry wakes up, Lupin is there. Tells mm -hmm. him they gave him quite a scare. He says you were he coughing up blood. Uh-huh. That would be scary. Which I like. I mean, I don't like it, but like, I like the part in the fic where Harry is actually hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, pardon the pun. Harry does not want more people coming to stare at him for whatever it may be in this case. But uh, <laughs> Remus says, don't worry, it'll die down in a few days. And Run he calls him Cub again. Yeah. Soon. And would or Diggory and the rest of his mates keep apologizing to harry because he got hurt which harry finds mm -hmm. silly oh hush and the weasley twins keep pranking all the hufflepuff team mm -hmm. and hagrid finds scabbers yeah. and harry immediately stuns him <laughs> <laughs> thank you harry somebody has sense <laughs> oh that drove me nuts in canon nobody did anything they're like there's a werewolf it's a full moon he's going to transform we have the criminal nobody does anything they just tied him up. Stun the criminal. No bloody good. That's gonna do what he can turn into a rat. Yeah, but yeah, in, stun him. In that we version of events, no, none of the kids know how to stun people yet. And Sleep. yeah, but they are grown up. Yes, he's sleeping. Okay, yes. uh, he's sort of knocked out at this time. Yes. Sirius is there. Sirius has a wand, doesn't he? So is Remus. Mm -hmm. No, you Remus is turning into a werewolf. He's not thinking. No, before that. Before that. Oh yeah. I think they could have stunned just him in him the out. shack, and you know levitated him out I know because they're already levitating Snape out so might as well too just I know stun him and dose or, him or do the thing that Hermione does in, in Goblet of Fire and turn him into a rat shove him in a jar but <laughs> but we would not have had the iconic prongs scene and the time turners that we could save Buckbeak so yes. you know we needed a reason for her to have had the time so. turner except for class. Everyone is dumb because plot. <laughs> I love Harry. Harry stuns the rat. Ron has a heart attack. And Harry says, Hermione, I need Crookshanks, please. And he writes a note to Sirius and gives it to Crookshanks and says, Go find the dog. And Ron's like, What are you doing? And I then he goes, being being a but smart I only want to person. explain once. Here, here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he sends, I love he sends Crookshanks shanks after. Also and a very smart move. Ron's like, oh, it's the Grimm! Oh no! Let's go! Dumbledore's waiting! And off they go. <laughs> and he, he comes up to the office and McGonagall and Snape are both there. Of course. And Harry says, this is midnight. Uh, you all might want to sit down. And midnight sits down. Yeah, sit <laughs> a dog! <laughs> yeah. And so he explains about Peter. Mm-hmm. And they are all skeptical, but Dumbledore believes him enough to say, okay, put the rat down, I'll cast the spell, see if anything happens. And hey, look, it's Peter. Pop, it's Peter Pettigrew. All I can imagine is uh, McGonagall screaming like in that other fic where mm -hmm. first class, he transforms and everyone's screaming. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it happens uh, when Ron's trying to delightful. turn him into a goblet. <laughs> Yeah. Can you just imagine her yelling and the whole school being like, whoa? And Dumbledore wants to know if Remus knew about this. And he says, I, I heard, found out about Harry going out into the forest a week ago. He told me about that. But, but that's I all see. I knew. He said, calmly. Calmly? <laughs> yeah. Scabbers has been in my family for years. That's quite a long life for an ordinary rat who's missing a toe. And then they mm. explain about the map as well. And that's how... Remus believes that Peter's there, and then they do the Dumbledore does the spell, and oh look, I think it's time yeah. we hear what Peter has to say, and we're on to 
Prongs Mooney at midnight. Why Sniper? Sniper and McGonagall are having a staff meeting? I don't know. Because Dumbledore asked McGonagall and Snape, because I guess they're the, the two deputies. The deputy head and the whatever. In canon, it makes sense because Snape is important and he needs to know the stuff. It doesn't make sense in this fix why Snape has to be there. He has no role he has no need to know. There's no reason for him to be there. McGonagall could be there because she's head of house, in particular Harry's house. Mm-hmm. Snape has no role in this. Yeah, but we like Snape. I mean, I do. I just don't like him. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. <sighs> uh, blah, blah, blah. Serious <laughs> I like is no Snape, a dog. I must admit, Pettigrew, it doesn't do you any credit quivering on the floor like a baby. It's not like we're going to kill you yet. Okay, I take it back. I found it fantastic that it was yes, Snape. Yes, I take it back. I now know why Snape was there, and I approve. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. I mean, this was written a long time ago, so either the author has cottoned on, on to things that... Snape is a soundboard. You can yet. use him for any kind of snark. Well, no, but I mean, Snape, Canon Snape... He would kill well, no, Pettigrew, but Pettigrew. he will kill Sirius first. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we didn't know... In Half Blood, or I mean, uh, when what would have been uh, Phoenix was published yeah. by this point, mm-hmm. we didn't know. I mean, I had guessed it by that point, but most people probably didn't know. So, unless the author was very shrewd, mm-hmm. she's putting things in here that we wouldn't know until book but then seven. JK puts Snape in every scene, so it would make sense to put Snape and McGonagall in basically every scene that needs teachers. So. Yeah, because we already know that Dumbledore so, trusts him, so yeah, that's it's fine. True. We need the snark. But we no, don't we don't know why. why, but we don't need to know why. We just need the snark. <laughs> and then Black is just like, uh, "You handed my godson over to Voldemort." And I'm just like, "Yay! Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> kill, him kill him! Kill him!" Yes. And then we have the "You should have died" um, conversation that we get in the Shrieking Shack, which I like. And Dumbledore delegates. Severus, please find some way to restrain Peter. Minerva, if you would alert the Ministry, I believe there's a correction needed to be made. <laughs> and he tries to get Ron and Hermione to leave and says, as long as you don't tell anyone, that's fine. And Hermione says, um, what are we supposed to tell people? Because everybody saw Harry stun a rat in the middle of the Great Hall, and there's no real way to explain that. Um, <laughs> so, and... Ron refuses to leave because we'll think he is offended that Pettigrew spent three years living in his bed. I let you sleep in my bed? <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. uh, so at, they, at least That's they send them off into man. a side room so that when uh, Cornelius and the Aurors arrive, all the kids aren't there because they figure he'll have a better chance of talking him into mm-hmm. doing something if he doesn't think there are hostages involved. And then, of course, he is pretty much refusing to do anything. Well, first, while they're in the side room, Hermione finally explains what the time turner is. So, yay. But did it not nope. get used in this? So not why does it tell them? It's useless. Okay, I know. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't... Don't remember seeing anything about. I don't Buckbeak. remember. They might have still used yeah. it for Buckbeak, but yeah, uh, yeah, because Buckbeak is uh, he didn't hurt uh, Draco earlier. Oh right, because, right. Uh, Only two. So yeah, they just finally get that explained because because Hermione punched him instead. But while she's explaining that, they hear Remus yelling, "You can't do this!" and bust back into the room. And Cornelius has decided, "Okay, let's go give Black to the Dementors." And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait what?" <laughs> this is just. 
dumb. We have no confusing, clue. Just Peter Pettigrew. Weird. Yeah. Sorry, I had to move. We just we just need Harry to do a freaking tripod patronus. <laughs> There you go. He it's is much colder a... in this part of the house. And so Harry goes charging after them and stuns one of the two Aurors and shocks the other one by being Harry Potter. And he tries to say, <laughs> this is Sirius Black, my godfather. He's innocent. How can you let this happen? We gave you Peter Pettigrew. And Sirius is like, we've got to leave. The Dementors are coming. And Harry does his very much stress power casting thingamabob, and gets three animals to protect them. Uh, super hard. Uh, <laughs> and oh, passes out. No. Yeah. That at least is consistent. Like, they, they introduced this overcharging thing, and it's like, some, mm-hmm. there's something weird that's going on with your magic, and it's Here's happening, and every time you do it, it pa- you pass out. You pass and, out. I mean, it would make sense if you're mag- magically exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like instead of you know lighting a candle so he can see what he's doing, he hits it with a blowtorch, and then there is no more candle. Uh, right. And I like that Dumbledore steps. Ilias, I'm going to put Sirius Black under my protection until you've had a chance to question Peter Pettigrew and confirm. And why didn't he do that before? On. I know. I give you my oh, word. He's not going anywhere. But. And then that's still not really working, and so Harry threatens to sue the ministry, and there yes. are order witnesses when yeah, he does it. <laughs> See, that part doesn't nope. make sense to me. He's been researching laws. Well, and Fudge is such a blowhard, anyhow. You know, there was that other. There's not a term I ever thought I'd hear on this podcast. <laughs> the what? Word. But you know, there's no. there's the one that we read where he's going to. Uh, I think it might have been the one, uh, uh, the one where Hermione with Snape and and they do the. Uh, it's the one that Jen wanted to do. But anyhow, I'm lost. What are we wait, talking wait, about? Did you say with Jen, Hermione, Hermione with Snape? Snape? About? Uh, it's the one where the author's French, maybe. All right, I'll go find it. But anyhow, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, I'm missing too many words I'm to lost. figure out what. You're talking about it's like it's the one where Hermione and Jen liked it, and um, it's that, Hermione there's a and lot Snape. Of it's Hermione and Snape. Oh, I thought I thought I thought you said Hermione. Yeah, that's what was I heard Snape, too. And I, I was got just so like, what confused. is this? Because no. the other. It's, okay, so it's uh, Hermione Snape. I've read a lot of those. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's <laughs> the. It's. I must be season two. Um, give me points. I mean, I've read Hermione Snape's smile, mm-hmm. but. I don't huh. immediately Where? remember any involving Hermione, Snape, uh, and Cornelius. It's we did it. We did it in. We did it for. It's the one where, where um, Snape, Snape, it, Super Hermione, where she outs Snape and she's the Death Eater go between, and she's taking the potion and she has to. go. Oh, the, when a lioness fights. And she has to what? That's the one. She has to what now? Yeah, I wasn't really there for the coverage of that one. That's why it wasn't. When a I, mean, I think fights, I read that one, but I don't recognize a single thing you're saying. <laughs> well, anyhow, mm-hmm. in that one, see, and now we've gotten so far off track, I can't. <laughs> I think it's that one something where to do with Cornelius. Cornelius is trying to do something, and he decides that he um, anti-jinx. He's going to make it so the 
can't remember. But Snape slips them some sort of potion so that when Cornelius tries to obliviate them, it doesn't work. And they know that he's tried to to do it. So now they're against So having... It just made me think of that because uh, Harry threatening to soothe him makes him back down. So he doesn't, you know, he's, I was just thinking about him trying to control the orders so he wouldn't have to back down. I mean, I'm currently reading a a Snape and Mm Fic where she takes over basically the ministry by first uh, getting Cornelius into the ministry by using the money she has and then she has blackmail over him and basically has every time he tries to does, do something stupid in canon, he, she's just like, nope, you owe me. Can't do that. <laughs> and I love it. No, that sounds like fun. Machiavellian manipulation. I'm all about it. And in this case, basically, he's just threatening a bunch of publicity because if the boy who lived sues the Ministry for Magic, it's going to be in all the papers and cost <laughs> a bunch of money. And Which feels true. very canon. But the papers. And I like, he says, Albus, he's your student. Control him. And Dumbledore's like, yes, Harry is my student, who I'm extremely proud of. <laughs> yeah. And then he hits Fudge in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I would hate to see what a jury would award the boy who lived after hearing Sirius's testimony under various truth about Harry's own life. He could run into the thousands of galleons. And all three Aurors are now conscious and watching this whole thing. And then one of them comes up and whispers in Cornelius's ear, and he realizes that because Harry made Sirius a part of his charge that he just made, he can't be killed until it's dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Politics! Yeah. This is... And then I love this out. little detail, and it feels out of place, which is a shame, because I love it. And we go into our last chapter, Passing the Torch. And poor Harry's going to... He gonna wakes up and is in pain again. It's because he keeps... But the dog is there. Yep, midnight's around, and then he sort of stays like that for a while, and then Dumbledore comes in. He and Lupin chat for a bit before Harry shows that he's really awake and talk about how are we supposed to explain this weird thing with his Patronus because nobody has ever seen that before. Harry's going to have questions. Poor Harry. And Harry's takes him a minute to figure out what, when uh, they ask him how he's feeling, he takes a minute to try to figure that out. He uh, wants to know how long he's been out because he's confused and stuff. And now Sirius is calling him Proglet. Another pet peeve. I still like it. That's one of the things I think is probably a, an era thing because I remember seeing that in mm-hmm. a lot of fix. And this yeah. is probably mm-hmm. one of the earlier ones that had it. And I mean, what are you going to... What's a baby deer called? Yeah. Fawn. A fawn. I'll be right back. And it it seemed it's a more obvious nickname to do it this way than to have Sirius calling Harry Little Fawn or something. I like Pronglet. Although I've also seen him also using Cub in different fics. Mm-hmm. Which I also like. Mm-hmm. Dang it. It's my weakness. <laughs> it's one of them. I have many, many weaknesses. I like cliches. It turns out they've come to let Harry know that Black has to go through his trial. And then after that, they come back and apologize to him because Sirius, you know, they wanted to charge him with something. So they charged him with the kidnapping thing. And Sirius had to say under Verita Serum that, like, describe that Harry was being abused. And so now <laughs> the Wizengabot knows that and it'll be in the papers. Right. In between those Why two things. Why does it have to be in the papers? 
Speaking of, do they not have private trials of any kind? Do the papers not have like embargo on what they are allowed to write? Apparently something? not. Not this world. They don't look at the crap they write. Anything they can find out, they'll put in, apparently. Yeah, but how did I find... Yeah, I don't know that wizards it. know much about privacy in general. Because trials are public. Trials are public, no? Dumb. Yeah. I mean, most most are, I guess. Um, I know that some legal systems have you know, closed-door trials and things like that. And I feel like it says in here somewhere that this is one, actually. Like, Fudge has made it a closed-door trial so that uh, Lupin and Dumbledore can't be there. He tries, anyhow. But apparently the press get wind, gets wind of it anyway. So it's Dumbledore can't be in the courtroom. Isn't he still the chief mugwump? You would think, but... Oh, it's not, it's not Dumbledore. It's Harry and Lupin can't be there. Oh, it's been a few weeks since I read this one. Fudge just can't learn. I just finished... He keeps uh, fudging it up. He does keep fudging it up. I just finished book five of Harry Potter, the uh, mysteries in, in the Hall of Mysteries. Is that what it's called? Called? Mm. Oh, the yeah, the Wall of prophecy. prophecy and all of that stuff. Fudge, just you just want to kick him, you know? Why oh, yes. are you such an idiot? Yeah. Oh, it can't be true. Dumbledore just wants my job. And then to inflict umbrage on them and all that stuff. Politics. Shake him. Unfortunately, he's not the only politician to willfully ignore something that's uh, going to cause them problems. But um, at any rate, they have this first scene and let Harry know that Sirius is going to be away for a while because of the trial. And then they have exams. Lupin and Harry are both doing exams. Dumbledore tries to comfort them with, you know, you you shouldn't be at the trial anyway because that's exam weekend doesn't really help Um, and so harry's basically on autopilot through all of his exams which actually works out for potions because he doesn't notice snape trying to intimidate him at all (laughs) and then he heads into divination and gets ready to make things up and he actually sees a rat shape in his crystal ball which is weird and he tells her about it and she says, oh, is there anything else around? And he says, no, it's just this rat. And she says, well, you know, not everything you can see will necessarily mean much of anything. And then she has her prophecy. Right. That's just shock coming from her. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what we see is more die. symbolic than actual. Yeah. And I'm blah. <laughs> Hypocrite. This prophecy hasn't changed, which is interesting. It, well. Wait, hold on. The Dark Lord lies alone in front abandoned by his servant before midnight. Ah, ah, the dog. The servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with his servant greater and more terrible than he ever was tonight before midnight. The servant will set out to rejoin his master. Which is verbatim the prophecy from book three. You know, is it really? Yep. Yes, it is. Um, Voldemort, honestly, wasn't greater and more terrible. Like, we don't know enough about what happened in the first war to compare and contrast, but he just didn't seem... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... You should definitely read this fic that I'm reading currently. You know? You would love it, I think. Prophecy is mm-hmm. subjective, yeah. so who knows? Maybe she looked at a, you know, the the, prophecy, the prophetic eye that whatever is actually telling Trelawney these things looked at um, snake face Voldemort and went, ooh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never thought of it that way. I thought it meant more like well, that's what you're supposed to mean. This tower, but, but 
It no, no, no. Be. It's just his face. <laughs> yeah. It just needs that taller and really more ugly. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah. this is a bit that I didn't really think quite worked because they, they give yeah. the, he hears the prophecy that the, the servant is, the servant is escaping tonight. And then we have, conversations about oh well we had to tell the wizengabot about your abuse and so on and then it takes a while before fudge is like oh by the way we lost pettigrew and it's like did it actually happen that night and it just took fudge that yes. long to tell them yes or it probably did happen the same night probably. so the that matches up but mm. yeah it's no longer about the werewolf moon full moon no. Nope. Speaking of which, did, did all this happen like a month before? Is it the full moon now? Where's Lupin? Well, he's standing here and walking around his desk. Mm -hmm. So. Still too early in the evening for him to go woo? Apparently. I don't know. Apparently. And so they tell him that everybody's going to know about the Dursleys who are mistreating him. It'll be in the Daily Prophet. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, know that we're here for you. You're yeah, and it takes until the next weekend that... Um, then they find out um, Lupin gets an owl from Dumbledore telling him to come back to the castle. And that's when they find out that Pettigrew escaped. Harry finally gets to go to a Hogs weekend. Yay. Yeah. yeah, that's what they were at when they get called back. When they get called Pettigrew. back. And it turns out that one of the Aurors let slip that Lupin was a werewolf this time. The curse. Yeah, and nobody seemed to mind particularly, but he's out, I guess. And... But they're still spending the summer at Hogwarts as a favor to Dumbledore. Yeah. To help yeah. the staff with something for next term. But we don't know what it is. And Harry gets to be happy that he finally has a place that he can go. And he doesn't have to go back to his aunt and uncle and cousin. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he's still calling Sirius Midnight, even though he insists he should be called Padfoot. Because he'll always be Midnight to me. And apparently Harry's marauder name is Summer. Oh, no, I see. That makes more sense. Uh, he... Wait, what? He's just saying, are you ready for a Marauder Summer? Marauder Summer. Yeah. Yeah. The mm. first time I read that this this morning, I was like, they're calling him Summer now? Oh, yeah, it's capitalized. But no. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we're at. That's where we mm. end. Harry couldn't think of any other place he'd rather be. And the sequel and exists. I, if you're interested? Yes. I immediately, as I stopped reading this one, I jumped over to the sequel and started reading that one. And then I stopped reading that one and I found another fic. And I have been reading that other fic since then for like four weeks on and off. Well, I'm impressed that you didn't so much. like this story very much. and then you, But you still went to read the sequel. So that's cool. It's intriguing. It has plot points that I love, which I have admitted to. I like scheming. I like Sirius being like, excuse me, Dumbledore. And I like certain parts of it. I just don't like other parts of it. I do not like Super Harry. But I do love Harry being tutored by the teachers. Right. I just don't like that him being Super Harry as a result. I just like studious anyone. Just as long as the main character is studious, I'm just like, yes. Mm -hmm. I should show you. And, uh, and I wanted to know what would happen next year. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to see where they <laughs> And I found out when thing. I stopped reading. Um, it was not intriguing. Take a look and see. You might find it's more intriguing for you than it is for Eero. But um, after the, um, the game yesterday, one of the people we were playing with, because I, 
um, at the end, they had us all do a little shout out thing. So I talked about Powderfig Weekly, and she said Yay! we should um, Yay! Uh, we should check out Dirge Without Music, who does a whole bunch of like long one shots. Apparently, she just does, does okay. everything is a what if this happened kind of thing. Interesting. So she she has a whole series oh. of I think seventeen fix just called Boy with a Scar. But they're not related to each other. They're each a different what if. And one of them, what reminded me of it is one of them is um, Petunia refuses to take Harry in and thereby forfeits the blood protection and Dumbledore takes him to Hogwarts. And so he he grows up Mm. as a little kid in Hogwarts and turns out a Ravenclaw because... Oh, I read that. I read that. Mm -hmm. You have a link. That one is called. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh. Um, Let's see. No place like home. Mm, That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. I'm reading that. Wait, hold on. I'm. There are several of these I feel like I've seen parts of before, or seen uh, clips from Tumblr Mm. or something like that. But uh, not all of them by any means, and they've all been interesting. If we, if we do another season, or even if we do like bits of a season, we I don't will. Know, a couple we more must. episodes. We I have do so much I want like to talk this. about. We need to talk about them. <laughs> I told Ryan, "This is it. We're not doing any more. I am done editing." We don't have to edit. You don't have to be there. I just want my friends to talk. Come on Discord and talk. Fix with fix with me. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. Yeah, I can do that. Edit. Either that, I or can, we just put out these files just straight. Or what we what we could do is be like, if somebody else wants to listen mm-hmm. to them, somebody else stream, has to stream, edit stream. them. Ergo, <laughs> we won't do it, but you can. Totally lost you. Yeah. Oh, Mooney. Okay. The most recent one, which I also read last night. Yeah. I, I read through several of these last night and stayed up far too late, actually. Um, <laughs> but the most recent one. I have no idea what to talk about. Because uh, it's policy to hand deliver letters to Muggleborns, and Dudley is also a wizard. And Dudley winds up in Ravenclaw because he likes counting things, even though he doesn't think of himself as smart. <laughs> Sorry, but you Sesame Street in the count. One. One cookie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 36 oh, presents. Ah, ah, ah. Put a link, would you, into the Discord chat for one of these so that I can hunt them up? Mm-hmm. I linked the first one I was talking about, the okay. where Harry I is raised at Hogwarts, and then the series link oh, that yeah, has all have. 16 of them. So cool. the, that last one is, is part 16. And the author also has similar things for um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Tamora Pierce books, which is fun. I read that one, too. I've read these, actually. Ah! But, yes, anyway, um, we we're wrapping up midnight. Yep, we need to wrap again. up, because i got to do some stuff before the end of the night so that I can deal with the chickens and get the eggs and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's the end of... Midnight Guardian by mm-hmm. Hesom 84, was it? Um, 814. And I liked it. I've only read half of it because I came in last week and missed the first few episodes. But I enjoyed it. I can see the there are some, you know, Super Harry seems a little bit unnecessary. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't mind reading a Super Harry fic occasionally. And I feel like 
in this one, this is mostly set up for what they're planning to do with the rest of the series. So they're just introducing things that they want to bring in later, that Harry has these surges of magic and can do more things with his Patronus and stuff. Um, I feel like it would have been a tighter fic they hadn't bothered and just, you know, gone with the, here's the butterfly effect of what happened with Sirius discovering and being raised by Remus for a year and things like that. And not worried about... I just really wanted the dynamic with Sirius being like, a part of his life slightly more of that that's mm-hmm. and do you get more yeah. of that so like you said we don't need the super harry Potter stuff even if it is set up you just don't need it and have you having looked at the sequel do you get more of that in the sequel harry with sirius and remus both uh, being there and around for him and so on oh yes oh yes oh goodness <sighs> well there you go that's i don't something. want to go into it <laughs> I mean, not the good stuff. I mean, not the good stuff that I like about it. I I got more of the stuff I didn't like, so I was just like, eh, never mind. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I I have seen this series as a whole recommended a lot of places. So I feel like part of it is you know it was one of the better fix in a time when there were fewer fix. But um, if you know having a slightly superhero Harry and having more family around Harry and things like that are your cup of tea, feel free to check out the rest. There are a couple more stories in this series, and Kaysom has also written a couple other things as well. And I just noticed, uh, looking at the author page, that a different author has taken these fix and done the um, trope that went around for a while, and I think sort of comes in waves, of the marauders in their school days discovering either one of the original books or a fan fiction. And so somebody has done the Marauders read read Midnight Midnight Guardian Guardian and the rest of them. (laughs) So that could be interesting too. Yeah, that's very true. Hopefully our coverage has been helpful to you. And if you enjoyed the fic, great. If you didn't, that's fine too. That's great too. And we will be covering different things next week. Feel free to come chat with us about the fic or about other things you liked about our coverage or our random tangents or what have you at our forum at potterficforum.com or on Facebook on the Poufwa Facebook group. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, it's I don't like reading it. I just like reading again. You just mm-hmm. like reading, yeah, and art. Yeah, because I, I stopped reading for a couple of years now, so I'm finally getting back in the major groove. And by groove, I mean 18 hours of binging on 500k fix. <laughs> Oops. Yes, you, we you all. You just need to, you know, tone that down just a little bit so that you can... I, I did. I actually successfully toned it down now that I, I can... I can read like one chapter of that fic and then stop reading it for like days. And I've never been able to do that before. But the fic is so good, I don't want it to end ever. So I'm just like, take it easy. Just (laughs) stop reading and you can read it next week. Mm -hmm. And I'm a binging kind of reader. So it's just like, who is this person? This fic is so good. It's too good. I'm going to cry. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm not going to cry now. Maybe I will. But I mean, when it ends... I'll just be so sad that it's ended. I better call it a night. My internet is so bad that nothing's making sense. All right, well, so. we'll thank say you both for night. joining us. And good night, everybody. Good night. Good time, son. Good night. Good whatever it is. Talk. Back to you soon. I All just right. want to talk more fake. Regardless of the recording. So hold on to the one. 
danger that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.